afternoon, Jared Pennis, Glenn Berry, Taylor LeBriar back at Studio Central. And it's now time for the Shelter Insurance starting lineups. We'll start with St. Genevieve and the Dragons as they will hit first. They are the road team wearing their road green jerseys with the traditional SG logo intertwined on the heart of the front of the jersey, the number on the lower left uh, right-hand side, rather, and on the back, the numbers are green trimmed in white. The SG, just white, no trim. White shoulder caps and white sleeves on these jerseys. And leading things off, it is the left fielder, Aiden Meyer. He's followed up by the pitcher, Mason Nix, batting third, Wyatt Springcamper. He's the center fielder. And the right fielder, Bryant Schwint, is the cleanup hitter. His protection, the designated hitter, Isaiah Bosler, batting in place of the catcher, Alex Fleeman. Batting se- uh, sixth, it's Luke Ferranto, the shortstop. The second baseman bats seventh, Ethan Ottens. And Justin Schweigert is the third baseman, batting eight. And rounding out the order for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Wyatt Springcamper, he is the first baseman. St. Genevieve is coached in his 18th season by Mike McDaniel. Again, they're 4-11 on the season. Their last game was against Fredericktown on the 19th. They won it 19-9, and they look to continue that here. And again, their lineup breeds Meyer, Nix, Springcamper, Schwint, Bosler, Ferranto, Ottens, Schweigert, Kemper. Fielding alignment for the West County Bulldogs. Left to right in the outfield, it's Lance Monroe, Ty Harlow, Trey Wright is the right fielder. Around the horn on the infield, third baseman Caden Merrill, that shortstop Nolan Rawson. The second baseman is Hudson Dunlop, the first baseman Carter Reed, and the battery today for the Bulldogs, Julian Tebow behind the dish and throwing from the mound. Currently in his warm-up tosses, it's Noah Sonsisi. He has a fastball, curveball, and changeup in his repertoire. And West County and their home white jerseys, Bulldogs on the front, and the traditional classic bull, or a classic baseball font, white trimmed in purple with purple piping uh, right down the middle of that, similar to that of the Houston Astros jerseys. The piping also purple around the base of the sleeves and a purple piping line down the side of the pants, a thick line on the white pants, purple belt, numbers on the back, Purple, trimmed in purple and white. And again, it's that traditional classic font as West County is set to play against St. Genevieve. It's broadcast game number 303 on the season. And the starting lineups are brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports, your local shelter insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance and 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. Shelter Insurance, your local shelter insurance agents, wear your shield. We're your shelter, and that means it's time for the Boyden Associates' first pitch. Boyden Associates turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyden Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Again, Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry joining us now, and Taylor LeBriar back at Studio Central, and it's game time from West County High School. Good afternoon, Glenn. How are you, sir? I am good. It is a beautiful, beautiful day for baseball. I talked with uh, West County head coach Bobby Simley in the pregame. This might be one of the top five days so far of this spring season. Well, you know, I haven't had a chance to do a lot of baseball or softball this uh, spring because of uh, some other things going on, uh, I guess you could say off camera or off air. But, uh, but you know, this has been a, a very nice day here today, and it feels like that uh, it's just going to be one of those days that uh, is made, uh, made for baseball. Leading things off for St. Genevieve, Aiden Meyer, and he's ahead in the count. One ball, no strikes, as the pitch from Noah Sansasi. Again, with that fastball curveball changeup, misses high and away. That was a fastball, and the count's 1-0 to Aiden Meyer. Fastball again, outside upper part of the plate. Swung on and missed by Meyer, and the count evens at one ball, one strike. On senior day here in West County, 
And the 1-1 pitch. Misses inside. Ball two. Calling the balls and strikes today behind the plate. John Barnett in the field. The umpire, Kyle Marler. That's the umpiring crew today. The 2-1 pitch. Just a little bit inside, 3-1. and one. You talk about being senior day. I mean, uh, to show you how far out of the loop I've been, it feels like uh, first couple of days of the season to me, but uh, we're down to the end already. The 3-1. and one. Change up high, swung at and missed again by Meyer, and the count runs full. And, yeah, it has gone pretty quickly. I mean, softball, they got about two games each of regular season play before district time. Baseball's got the conference tournament next week. Then they have about a half a week before districts themselves. The payoff pitch, that one's in the dirt and low, and a leadoff walk worked by Aiden Meyer. That'll bring up the opposite pitcher today, Mason Nix. Well, that's one thing you don't want to do, whether it's the early part of the season or the late part of the season, is walk, especially the leadoff batter in a game, because what you want to do is make them earn everything they do when they come to the plate. And uh, this St. Jen ball club, a good hitting ball club, a uh, good team this year, and uh, you don't want to give them extra runners out there. Knicks, a right-handed batter with an open stance. The lefty Sonsasi deals, misses low, 1-0. and Again, on first base, Aiden Meyer. The last time we saw the St. Genevieve Ball Club, that was back all the way on April the 7th. And Nix went one for five in that game. He was the leadoff hitter in a game that went nine innings as the 1-0 misses low and away for a ball, 2-0. We're talking earlier this year with the uh, head coach of the Central Rebels, and uh, we were talking about lefties in this league, and he said, you know, a really good lefty is kind of hard to find in a high school level, and, of course, he's got two of them right now. Yes, yes, he does. The 2-0 in there on the inside part of the plate called a strike as Nix was taking all the way, and you don't really see that many lefties at the high school level. It's surprising. They just come out of the woodwork when they get once you get to college. It's like, where where'd these guys come from? The 2-1. Call the strike again. Pickoff move down to first. Back safely, though, is Aiden Meyer, and the count is even at two balls, two strikes. Well, the answer to that, I guess, is they're all at central right now. But, yep. uh, you know, when, when we were talking about that, he was actually talking about the fact that uh, his uh, buddy was asking him, you know, I wish I could find a lefty somewhere. I just don't have any lefties anywhere. And he's like, well, I got two. Sansas, he comes set, the 2-2 high. Nick swings at it over to second for one as it was grounded on a hop to Carter Reed at first. He does get the force out at second. Didn't step on the bag. He was a little bit too far away to step on the bag and make the turn to second. Just went ahead and got the lead runner. And so Nix will reach on the fielder's choice, and there's one away. Well, I think he had an opportunity to uh, get the first runner, and that was about it because, as you said, if he'd have gone back to step on the bag, he would have had a hard time getting that lead runner, and you like to see that lead runner eliminated early in a ball game. And we see our first lefty-lefty matchup of the day as batting is Wyatt Spring Camper, the center fielder, up against the lefty Noah Sansasi on the hill, and the first pitch misses for a ball. Nix gets his lead over at first base. The 1-0, low for a ball, 2-0. As that changeup, it looked like, just missed. And now Spring Camper in a hitting count. Again, getting the lead with a crouch lead off his Knicks. No pickoff move, the 2-0. Man, inside, and that back Spring Camper off the plate, 3-0. Pitchers working today as far as West County staff goes. Noah Sansasi. 
nearly using every allotted amount of pitches in an at-bat against that he can. And the 2-2, I beg your pardon, 3-0, fouled off to the softball field. Spring Camper had the green light on 3-0 and found one in the shoebox that he liked. Just fouled it off. That one hit the uh, stands for the softball field over there and made a loud racket. Of course, that scares everyone when they head towards the parking lot. The 3-1 on a hop, a couple hops to the second baseman. He'll turn and throw it to the shortstop, covering him back over to first, not in time. And another fielder's choice as Spring Camper reaches, but Mason Nix is out at second. That's a good play by Hudson Dunlop in the hole. As that's usually a play where you'd want that second baseman to fire it over to first because that's where the play's taking him. Yeah, it's actually his momentum is moving towards the first base bag, but he felt like he had enough time, and he got a good throw over there and got the runner at second. That'll bring in Bryant Schwent, the right fielder for the Dragons today as Sonsis, he comes set in the pitch. Fastball right down the middle called strike number one. We've got two really weakly hit balls on the infield so far. And uh, if you're the pitcher, you got to think to yourself, i got to come after this guy right now, and I've done no damage whatsoever. The 0-1, another fastball, and Schwent chases that one. That was above his head. And the count's 0-2 with two outs and a runner on first. You don't realize until you're in the batter's box how easy it is to chase that ball. It looks so fat, but it's unhittable. The 0-2 called strike three on the inside part of the plate. Schwinn backed off, and it was right there on the black. We've played a half of an inning. St. Genevieve scores none, no hits, no errors, and a runner left on base. We head to the bottom of the first, and West County getting their first chance to the dish when we come back on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans Mobility App allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal Mobility App in your app store. With Mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal Mobility App, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. From West County, it's time for the bottom of the first inning, and that means it's time for the Shelter Insurance starting lineups for the Bulldogs. And we'll start with their lead-up, leadoff hitter batting first, the second baseman Hudson Dunlap. He's followed by the third baseman Caden Merrill, and batting third, the catcher Julian Tebow. Following him and clean up the shortstop Nolan Rawson. His protection, the designated hitter Jackson Campbell. He's the designated hitter and first baseman. Bats sixth, Carter Reed in center field and batting seventh, Ty Harlow. The left fielder bats eighth, Lance Monroe. And rounding out the order. The nine spot in the order and the nine spot on the fielding alignment. Trey Wright, he is the right fielder. The West County Bulldogs, they're coached by Bobby Simile in his fourth season. 
They are 11-2 on the year and 4-0 on their home field. And again, that lineup reads Dunlop, Merrill, Tebow, Rawson, Campbell, Reed, Harlow, Monroe, Wright. And for the fielding alignment for the St. Genevieve Dragons, here is Glenn Berry. All right, we'll start with the left field. Aiden Myers out in left. Wyatt Springcamper will be in center, and Brian Schwint will be in right. Justin Schweigert over at third base. Luke Ferranto at shortstop. Ethan Ottens at second. Wyatt Kemper at first. Fleeman is the catcher. Mason Nix will be on the mound. So again, Meyer, Spring Kemper, and Schwent in the outfield. Schweigert, Ferranto, uh, Ottens, and Kemper on the infield. And the battery is Fleeman behind the plate and Nix on the mound. Starting lineups courtesy of Shelter Insurance. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency, located at 63 East School Street in Bonterre. Allow J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, we're your shield, we're your shelter. And up to bat the righty, Hudson Dunlap. Against another lefty, this time it's Mason Nix in a lefty-lefty battle today from Frank Clay. Yeah, we talk about you can't find lefties anywhere. We got two here today ourselves. First pitch to Dunlop, well off the plate into the left-handed batter's box, 1-0. Mason Nix throws a fastball, curveball, and a changeup. Doesn't really use the changeup that often, though. The 1-0 outside again, 2-0. It's a tad bit cool. and I, It's not real, real cool, but it's just about to the edge of taking short sleeves off and putting on longer sleeves, and uh, that might affect these uh, pitchers early on today. 2-0 fastball gets the black of the plate on the outside, called a strike, 2-1. Dunlop a righty. Sorry, Glenn. It's kind of hard to get warmed up when you're uh, in that kind of weather because you're wearing short sleeves as another pitch goes outside and high. A 3-1 count now. On the leadoff batter, uh, Hudson Dunlap, and let's see what he's uh, looking for here on the 3-1 count. The 3-1, right down the middle, call the strike 3-2 and two as Dunlap lays off, and the count is full. Noah Sonsis, he needed 19 pitches to get out of the first. His leadoff batter against worked a 3-2 walk. The 3-2 here on the other end, ooh, chasing ball four and fouling it off was Dunlap to the netting, and we'll do it again. I think that pitch was just close enough that he thought, you know what, i got to commit or i got to let it go by and hope for the best. And he committed a little early and got just a little bit of wood on it and not fouled it off. 3-2 coming once more. The pitch from Nix on the ground right back to him, but it's going to hop away and underneath the third baseman's glove. But the shortstop, Ferranto, charging in, and it'll be a leadoff single by Hudson Dunlop on a little excuse-me hit between the pitcher, third baseman, and shortstop. That ball took a left turn right after it got to the pitcher, Nix. That ball looked like it was going to be fielded by Mason Nix, and then all of a sudden it just hopped towards the left. Third baseman tried to get to it, but he couldn't get to it. By the time it got to the shortstop, it was way too late. That was a foot away from the glove of Mason Nix, but the way it bounced, it looked like he almost got a piece of it, the way it just angled after the hop. A single for Hudson Dunlop, and Caden Merrill stands in. He's a righty. Good block by Alex Fleeman behind the plate on a pitch in the dirt. One ball, no strikes. Merrill, wearing a knee brace on his left knee, injured that in the basketball season this year. Signed to play at Mineral Area for baseball next year. The 1-0 pitch to him. Gets the black on the outside part of the plate. One ball, one strike. Yeah, it's just nice to see Caden Merrill up and walking without the uh, benefit of crutches or anything like that after the injury that took place in the district tournament uh, he looked like he might be out for a long, long time. 1-1 one, one pitch, off speed, and the dirt for a ball, and another good block by Fleeman. And we checked the Mineral Area overhead door out-of-town scoreboard this early, and, man, they are flying at the Park Hill Sports Complex after two innings. Nothing, nothing between Central and Poplar Bluff. The 2-0 high and outside, 3-0. 
Maybe they got a pitch clock or something going on over there. I don't know. Correct myself, three and one count. That's something you'll likely never see at the high school level. You don't have that many pitchers that take their time. Three, one. Low ball four. And two runners with nobody outs for West County, and catcher Julian Tebow comes to the bat. Interestingly enough, on our way to the Mineral Area Region 16 tournament on the men's basketball side, myself, Mike Overman, and Jim Gerwitz, the athletic director and assistant athletic directors at Mineral Area, they were talking about possibly when you'd see a pitch clock at the college level. As Julian Tebow gets hit with a curveball and the bases will be loaded for the cleanup hitter, Nolan Rawson. Well, that is not what you want if you are Mason Nix here in this first inning. You came out, you gave up a little dinker there in that uh, first batter. Hudson Dunlap just barely got past you. And you think, okay, I'm all right, everything's fine. But you come back with a five-pitch walk, and then the next pitch comes and hits the third batter, and the bases are juiced with nobody out here for West County. And we'll get a courtesy runner at first base for Julian Tebow. And it'll be Ryan Hull. As Nolan Rawson in a lefty-lefty battle stands in. The first pitch to him, fastball inside part of the plate called a strike. You're talking about the uh, pitch clock in college. You may see that universally now just because it's kind of the thing to do so everybody is used to it by that time, I guess. The 0-1, a curveball drops in there on the inside part of the plate. 0-2, and this would be a big out for Mason Nix on the hill. If he can get Nolan Rawson quickly in 0-2 count. Well, Nolan's going to look for something. He can at least get a bat on. Both of those pitches were uh, not very good pitches if he could have hit them. 0-2 fouled off down the first baseline as Rawson was ahead of that curveball. And we'll redo it. At third base, Hudson Dunlop. At second, Caden Merrill. And at first, Ryan Hall running in place of the catcher, Julian Tebow. And there's nobody out in the inning. Infield is in for St. Genevieve. From the windup, Nicks, the 0-2, popped up. That'll get out of play and foul behind us. And we'll do it again. We'll go back into the concession stand area, so somebody with some nachos back there. Better, better watch be out. Looking up, yeah. <laughs> the 0-2 again, a long wait from Nicks. Now he begins the windup and the pitch. This one's crushed to right center field. The right fielder, Schwent, going back. He'll get on his horse and make the catch. And everybody's going to tag up from the bases, and everyone's going to be safe. So a sack fly from Nolan Rawson, and it's one nothing. West County and Glenn. Had Rawson pulled that one, there is no doubt that one's not in the park. Yeah, that ball was hit hard. And in fact, you could kind of hear a collective gasp from the St. Genevieve crowd thinking that ball was out of here. But it uh, was right up the alley. wasn't right down the line. And the right fielder gets over there, Brian Schwinn, and gets to it. But credit the West County runners, all three of them saying, you know what, it's either out or we're going to tag in advance. And they all tagged in advance, including the runner coming around to score, Hudson Dunlap. So an RBI for Nolan Ross, and then Jackson Campbell comes up. He's the designated hitter back to the right side with a black shin guard on his front foot, and he's ahead in the count 1-0. From the windup, Nick's again. Pitch high for a ball. Good good eye by Campbell. I don't think in this situation I could have laid off of that one. Yeah, that pitch is a ball that you look, when you look at it, it looks like it's very hittable, but you usually drive it straight in the ground or straight up in the air. The 2-0 just a bit outside. 
3-0. and And again, Knicks in danger of walking the bases loaded. Well, you've got to be uh, careful if you're Knicks here. Don't groove anything because if Campbell turns on it, man, you've got a different situation here. 3-0. Campbell does not have the green light, and he takes a strike on the outside part of the plate, 3-1. That's something that's so different about high school versus pros. You see so many guys that just have a green light all the time no matter what. The 3-1 pitch. Ball four. That one missed below the knees. And Campbell works a walk, and Carter Reed will come up to bat. Watching the runner down at third base, that's Caden Merrill. He kind of made a little bit of a move off of third like he was going to trot home to see if anybody was paying attention to him. And the throw back to the pitcher, Nicks, actually was a little bit high, and so he was thinking maybe he might take off, but he thought better of it went back to third base. You don't want to run into an out when you've got a rally going, especially after he just walked the bases loaded again. Meeting at the mound as head coach Mike McDaniel out there to talk it over with this whole infield. These green jerseys I mentioned in the first inning for St. Jen, they are wearing black caps with a green bill. And Glenn, a logo I've never seen St. Genevieve baseball wear, the dragon on the top on the hat. Usually yeah. it's always this the SG. Yeah, I've never seen that before either. This must be kind of like their alternate uh, jersey kind of thing you see in Major League Baseball from time to time. Or maybe their City Connect jersey. That's what City it is. Connect, yeah. yes, that's it. Well, would the City Connect be SG or something? something I don't like know. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Count to Carter Reed with the bases loaded. The meeting adjourned. The pitch to him. First one, fastball down the middle taken for a strike. I think maybe a City Connect jersey for St. Jen would have some Native Americans on it or maybe have some explorers or something. The 0-1. This one's poked to right field coming in. Schwint. He'll get it in the air. Merrill going to tag from third. The throw to the plate. Ooh, it's a good one. Now they got a runner trapped in between second as Merrill didn't come home, and there's no throw down to second. And quickly back safely over there is Ryan Hollis. He was three-quarters of the way to third base, Glenn. And I tell you what, I think Caden Merrill any other year without that bad knee would have probably scored, but he thought it was too close. The throw actually went up the first baseline, so it might have been even better for Caden Merrill to try to score on that one, but he just thought better of it. And like you said, the runner out at second base, he had to scamper back. It's uh, Julian Tebow because he was three-quarters of the way back here. That'll bring up the lefty Ty Harlow, and he'll foul his first pitch off behind 0-1. And a situation, Glenn, where, I mean, this early in the game, if you're saying Genevieve, do you throw it down to at least try and get an out? It would have been out three in the inning. I don't know. The 0-1. Off-speed pitch misses high for a ball, and the count evens at one ball, one strike. we got to give credit to Brian Schwent, too, because he's had two fly balls to right field that have been kind of difficult, but he's gone after him and got him and got him back into the infield very quickly. The 1-1. Harlow tips it into the catcher's mitt, strike two. That first one, although it was difficult, it's easier to read because it's not directly at you. Right. But Schwinn had to go a long way. That second one, he had to come in quite a bit, and it was hit right at him. So that's a tough read, and he made a good one. The 1-2 one, with two outs in the bases loaded. Off-speed pitch. Froze Ty Harlow. And Mason Nix will work out of the jam after allowing just one run on one hit. No errors of the inning, and West County strands three. We head to the second. Bulldogs leading Dragons one to nothing. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, 
transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. Leading things off for St. Jen, Isaiah Bosler. He's the designated hitter, followed by Luke Ferranto, the shortstop and second baseman, Ethan Ottens, as the win that haven't been a factor in the first inning, starting to pick up and chill things down as the first pitch to Bosler is there for a strike. The 0-1 quickly Sansasi working and chasing a fastball high as Bosler. He's quickly behind 0-2. That inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansagral, located on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home, business, or life insurance. As the 0-2 is fouled off by Bosler and out of play, we'll do it again. Again, Sansas, you needed just 19 pitches to get through the first. The 0-2 and the fourth pitch, curveball, freezes. Bosler. Strikeout number two, back-to-back strikeouts, and there's one away in the inning as Luke Ferranto comes up. That was a perfect pitch. I mean, he laid it right exactly where he wanted, and the uh, batter, Bosler, just had to sit there and hope that uh, maybe the umpire would call it a ball inside. Changeup freezes Ferranto on the inside part of the plate, called a strike. The 0-1. Turning on one and smacking it foul was Ferranto. That pitch would have been called a ball, but I imagine that was just a protection swing as it may have even got a piece of him had he turned away from it. 0-2. That's what they call a loud strike. It made a lot of noise, but all it is is a foul ball. The 0-2 from Sons to see working from the windup on the ground. That'll be a base hit as it gets between Caden Merrill and Nolan Rawson in the shortstop hole and a one-out single in the first hit of the game. For St. Jim, with one out in the second, and Ethan Ottens will come up. And that was a loud base hit, too, because he got a lot of that one as well. Just hit it between short and third for the uh, hit that uh, puts St. Jim with a runner on first base now with one out. It's a one nothing score. West County leads in the first pitch. A balk called, and that'll move Ferranto up to second. Kyle Peters or Kyle Marler, rather, the fielding umpire, and he's the one that made the bulk call. I think maybe Sansa C just didn't come to a complete stop. First pitch now to Ottens up high for a ball, and Sansa C started his windup, not even looking at or his uh, 
move to the plate rather with this stretch, not even looking at home plate as he was eyeing the runner back at second. The 1-0. Fouled off, make it 1-1 one one to Ottens. You know, the ball call sometimes is so hard to define. And you see, you know, sometimes umpires let you get away with something. Sometimes they don't. Uh, and, and as a pitcher, it has to be something that kind of plays in the back of your mind. Am I coming to a stop? Am I doing what I'm supposed to? All of that stuff. The 1-1. High, but fouled off by Ottens and out of play, 1-2. and two. And uh, we're, we're going to have a, a bit of a delay because we're out of baseballs on the field, and there's one from the dugout. <laughs> Somebody had already grabbed one and thrown it back into the dugout, so now Sansasi has a uh, a ball standing on the mound. The other part of that is if you're thinking about what you're doing when you pitch and you think way too much, your mechanics can get a little messed up. One and two pitch, high for a ball. Ottens easily lays off of that one. It was above his eyesight, two and two. As we check the middle area overhead door out-of-town scoreboard again, and after one inning, DeSoto leads Potosi 4-2, to two. and after three, Central and Papla Bluff still nodded at nothing. The 2-2 pitch, high for a ball, 3-2. and two. Noah's had a little trouble keeping that, uh, getting on top of the ball. He's throwing the same uh, speed and velocity, all that good stuff, but he just can't quite stay on top of the ball right now. That's forcing everything high. The full count and payoff pitch, strike three called. Ottens took it at the letters, and that's three strikeouts for Sansasi. All sat down looking, and there's two away in the inning. And I think Ottens, with his height, uh, I think he was thinking, okay, that's a little bit high. I'm going to let it go, but uh, he heard the words he didn't want to hear, and it's strike three from the home plate umpire. That'll bring up Justin Schweigert, the third baseman, with two outs in the inning and a runner in scoring position. And he lays off of the fastball inside for a ball. We had an umpire last week that when he would actually call a strike, he would wait about two seconds and just put his arm straight up in the air. The 1-0 pitch. Chasing that one. Looked a little bit low and away, and Schweigert evens the count 1-1 as he swings and misses. So it's kind of like he was waving at the second baseman, and then he'd just bring it down. And so it took that extra second or so before you actually knew what the call was. The 1-1. This one's poked to left field as Monroe goes back. He'll settle underneath it just shy of the wall and put it away for out number three. We head to the bottom of the second. West County still leading 1-0 on KFMO. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. The word is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. Banking with people like you. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. 
Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. To the bottom of the second inning, it'll be Lance Monroe, Trey Wright, then back to the top of the order, Hudson Dunlap, all due up in this inning. As we are ready to go in the bottom of the second, West County leads 1-0. Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry, Taylor LeBriar back at the studio producing our broadcast on AM 1240 KFMO. And, of course, at KFMOsports.com, you can listen there. Brought to you by Ledco Community Credit Union, serving the residents of St. Francis, St. Genevieve, and Madison County with two locations to serve you, 820 East Main and Park Hills and 551 Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Member services as their top priority. Monroe stands in. Mason Nick still on the hill for the Dragons as they trail 1-0 in the first pitch of the inning. It is just a bit outside for a ball. Knicks used 29 pitches in inning number one. Allowed just one run on a sack fly. The 1-0 just below the knees for a ball, 2-0. Knicks pitched himself into trouble and then pitched himself out of it with a a couple of uh, really good pitches there on Carter Reed and Ty Harlow. 2-0 pitch misses outside, 3-0 to Monroe. And, Glenn, these are two big outs that you have to get if you're Mason Nix. You don't want to put runners on for the top of the lineup. Yeah, when you get the bottom of the lineup on base and then the top comes around, that can be double trouble. I get me over strike on the outside part of the plate. Three and one count to Lance Monroe as he lays off of that one. We talk about that all the time where the bottom of the lineup makes a contribution. Usually that uh, bodes well for the offense. 3-1, a couple of hops to the third baseman. He'll botch that one, and rounding first base is Monroe. He'll pull up into second, a throw not in time as he dives head first. And that'll be a two-bag error on the third baseman, Justin Schweigert. And Trey Wright will come up with a runner in scoring position. You know, it's the second time we've seen a ball hit on the infield that took kind of an odd bounce after it uh, went towards the uh, player. The first time going off of uh, Mason Nix, we thought maybe he'd even touched it, but it was still about a foot away from him. That time, the third baseman, Justin Schweigert, went over. It kind of made a little bit of a, uh, you know, a bounce towards the left side, and he couldn't get to it, and then it made a bad hop over his ar- or over his uh, glove. First pitch to right, misses high, 1-0. He's the ninth spot in the West County order. Nix comes set. The 1-0 pitch on the ground to the first base side, but well foul. And down into right field, 1-1. One and, one. And, and I'm not saying that that was a bad hop single either. It uh, was one he probably could have got over and got in front of at least. And if nothing else would have held him to a, maybe an infield single, but he kind of tried to olay it over there and uh, threw it out there like a, or a matador, and that didn't work. 1-1. One, one. Off-speed pitch, drops in for a strike. A good curveball by Mason Nix, and the count's one and two. And, Glenn, that's a play where he was going to make, and I think he just took his eye off the ball to see where the runner was at. The one-two pitch, off-speed, fouled off. We'll do it again. It's one of those situations where you have to go back to the basics, catch the ball before you throw it, and a tough play by Justin Schweiger. Would have been a close one at first base no matter what. 
And a 1-2 count to the lefty hitting Trey Wright. Nix sets again. Takes a look at the runner at second base and Monroe. Long wait before firing an off-speed pitch. Popped up on the infield. The second baseman Otten settles underneath it, calls it, and makes the catch one away. And that'll take us to the top of the order. Hudson Dunlap, who singled back in the first, the only hit for West County in that inning where they brought seven batters to the plate. Well, that pitch was hit a mile in the air, and a great job by Ottens, first of all, to call off everybody else on the infield and to get under it and make the uh, proper catch and keep any uh, further damage from happening at least right now. Dunlop in the pitch from Nix. That one's going to hop to the plate and scoot away from the catcher, and that will allow Monroe to move up on the wild pitch. One ball, no strikes. And now a runner 90 feet away at third base. And that would be a little bit of insurance run this early on. And a 1-0 game. West County leads the 1-0. Just misses outside. Two balls, no strikes as Nix is back into the windup. Right back where it came from, Nix has to dive out of the way, and that'll be an RBI single for Hudson Dunlop as it scoots away from the center fielder. Dunlop, though, going to have to go back to first base as he tripped over the bag. And with one out, one runner on, but he's at first base because the runner at third scored an RBI single from Hudson Dunlop. He's two for two, and Caden Merrill comes up. Well, that one there, you can't do anything about it. As soon as he hit it, it was right back up the middle, and about all Mason Nix could do is get out of the way because he wasn't getting the glove on it, and it was into center field. Almost turned it into a disaster when the center fielder kind of let it get away. Pickoff move. Dunlop back safely in plenty of time, and Glenn, before that pitch, I was just about to say, do you try stealing home because Nix has a somewhat, I wouldn't say short, but also not a long wind-up move, but it's it's pretty slow. Oh, man. Caden Merrill wanted that one back off. Speed pitch. He had to step back to even swing at it and missed it and fouled it off. Yeah, that was a pitch that uh, it looked really fat coming into Caden Merrill. He was looking at it like, man, I should cream this thing. But the location was really, really good. It was inside about knee high. So if he would have really cranked on it, he might have popped that thing up. A one count. Merrill batting. The pitch. Off-speed pitch again, low for a ball. Went right back to that off-speed pitch, and Merrill lays off of it. Yeah, I think that time he was like, ah, fool me twice. Shame on me, because that pitch was uh, not really a hittable pitch either. The 1-1. Way outside, 2-1. Merrill worked a five-pitch walk back in the first. He would be stranded at third base. Over at first, Hudson Dunlap from the set. The 2-1 from Mason Nix. Just below the knees for a ball, 3-1. Well, either nobody's keeping hits on the scoreboard or the scorekeeper is tough because he's got no hits for either team so far. and We've had a couple of balls that are rocketed up the middle and one between short and third for St. Jent. But he is standing errors. Runner goes, the pitch, outside, ball four. So Hudson Dunlop will see his stolen base go for not as he's moved up anyways. And that'll bring up Julian Tebow, who was hit back in the first. 
in the same situation that he was coming up to bat last inning. Runners at first and second, Dunlop and Merrill. He was hit by the first pitch he saw in the foot. With an open stance, he stands in and wiggles the bat. The pitch with a slide step, he will turn on this one as Tebow just launches it well foul. It's kind of the same pitch that we saw that uh, Caden Merrill tried to hit and then laid off the second time around. It's down there about knee high, and it does look it looks slow and hittable. And I think the batters are looking at it thinking, oh, I'm going to cream this. But about all they can do is exactly what he just did on that pitch, pop it up well out of play. The 0-1 outside for a ball, 1-1. One one. After bank off speed pitches, Tebow likely looking fast here. The 1-1 one, one fouled off 1-2. and two. Kind of a sneaky, not really fastball. I don't even know what that pitch was. It was kind of a, a uh, I guess, off-speed pitch is the best way to look at it. It looked like a fastball coming in, but uh, you could see Tebow trying to uh, get to it, and he was just a little bit out in front of it. Well, Nick's does throw a changeup. The 1-2, this one right down the middle, and taking it the other way, that is Tebow to the gap, and it'll get past the right fielder. One run comes in to score. Cade Merrill being waved in. He's on the train tracks. The throw coming to the plate. The tag, no tag because the ball to the backstop. And two runs will score on the RBI double from Julian Tebow, and he pulls up into third on the throw. Well, watching Cade Merrill around third base, you could tell he was really honking on it, trying to get home. And uh, the coach sends him down there. Bobby Simley sends him to the plate, and he slides in. And I think the fact that the ball and Merrill got there at the same time, even though there wasn't really a potential for a collision, kind of was a distraction to the uh, um, catcher, Fleeman, and he let the ball get past him and get uh, to the backstop, and that allowed Merrill to score easily. So you'll stand it as a one RBI single for Tebow, the Scoring runner for Merrill, he won't get an RBI on that because of the error by the right fielder. That was thrown past the plate. And so that brings in Nolan Rawson with the runner at third base. The pitch, off speed, froze Rawson. And the count's one and one. It was going to be a close play at the plate. I think maybe the throw, had it been right on line, would have got Merrill at home. Oh, Ross has to duck away from that one as the off-speed pitch just came out of the hand of Nick's wrong, and the count's two balls, one strike. But I think the fact that the ball and the runner, and, you know, Cade Merrill's a pretty good-sized guy coming at you at home plate. Uh, you don't really want to mix it up with him in there, I would think. Fouling this one off to the netting, Rawson, and the count's even at two balls, two strikes. It'll be interesting. I don't know where the official scorer is located. They put an error out there. You could have gone two errors, even the uh, right fielder Schwinn. It just got past him. And then the throwing error, I don't think that was on the right fielder, though. That was on the cutoff man, the 0-2. Off speed and waiting on it is Rawson, but a hook at foul. And we'll do it again. Yeah, that ball kind of took a little bit of a hop out there in the outfield, but he should have got to it and cut it off, and instead it got past him. It, it was a, a playable ball, so there's your uh, first error. So you're, you're right, they could have possibly come up with a couple of errors on that. I'll, but still nobody has any hits. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. I'll put I'll put an error on uh, 
the relay man as this one's popped up. Could be playable by the first baseman, Kemper. He'll get over to the fence, reach over and make the catch. Out number two. A good play by Wyatt Kemper at first base to find the fence and get to it and reach over that yellowish, whitish little strip across the top of the fence line. He's a little bit on the tall side, so he was able to get over there and get that arm up over the top, but uh, that's a tough play because uh, when you get over to that fence, you're, you're worried of running into it, and he played it perfectly. That brings up Jackson Campbell with two outs, and he'll swing and miss at the first pitch on the outside part of the plate. Oh, and one to Campbell as Ryan Hull is over there at third base, the courtesy runner, and they have played four innings at the Park Hill Sports Complex, and Central starts the scoring 2-0 over Papa Bluff as the 0-1 is taken at the knees for a strike by Campbell. And on the softball side, the Potosi Lady Trojans, they are trailing Scott City 2-0 after three. The 0-2, that one gets away from the catcher, and coming in to score will be Ryan Hall, and that'll be a pass ball as the count is now 1-2, and two, and it's 5-0 West County. Well, you know West County's got a good offense. You do not want to give them any extra runners. You don't want to give them any extra chances, things like that, because they will take advantage of it. And really, a couple of hard-hit balls in this game for West County. Otherwise, some uh, base-on balls, hit-by-pitch, few errors. That's really kind of cost St. Genevieve here. The 1-2 outside, two balls, two strikes. Out-of-town scoreboard check courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. They install garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows, and fencing. For a full list of services, visit their website, mineralareadoor.com. The 2-2. Off-speed popped up behind second base. Ethan Otten's going to get it. The right fielder, Schwint, calls him off, and it was his ball to make. And he makes the play, and that'll do it for the second inning. Four runs scored on two hits and two errors in the inning, and the score 5-0, West County leading St. Genevieve. As this inning break, brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra and Jonathan Steffen. You can contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. To the third inning we go, Bulldogs over the Dragons on KFMO. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear to clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever, too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. Third inning, 9-1-2 to up for the Dragons. It'll be Wyatt Kemper, Aiden Meyer, Mason Nix. As West County put up a four spot in the second, they've scored now in both innings, and they lead 5-0. Jared Pennis, Glenn Berry, Taylor LeBriar with you on a Monday afternoon. Sounds like Edward Diaz is getting ready to come into the ballgame. 
I was telling Sean earlier this season, it's 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 a shame we won't be able to hear that because he is out for the season. As Kemper with a upright stance, the pitch to him, just inside for a ball. We're back in action tomorrow with baseball. From Bonterre, Missouri, the Raiders, as they host the Fredericktown Black Cats and the 1-0 win there for a strike at the knees. One ball, one strike to Kemper as Noah Sansas, he's still on the hill for the West County Bulldogs, the lefty, and the 1-1 pitch as he's working from the windup. Off speed, high for a ball. Well, they've put the hits up on the board now. They've got uh, West County with three and only one for St. Jen. That was a hard hit ball last inning. The 2-1, this one fouled off, but in the air, and with plenty of time for Carter Reed to go behind the first base bag and about 20 feet into foul territory and catch it over his shoulder, one away. And I will say, that score matches my book. It's a good day. Yeah, that's always a good day. when you can, it, Like when you're doing stats and you get to the end of a quarter or an end of an inning, and you go, oh, hey, yes. it all adds up. <laughs> cool. Especially That's, in basketball. Absolutely. That one's tough to stat sometimes, especially at the college level when they're moving quick. That brings us back to the top of the order. Aiden Meyer takes a strike at the knees. As Noah Sons, is he working quickly here in inning number three? The 0-1. This one's in the air but fouled on the first baseline as Meyer was behind the fastball, 0-2. On deck, it's Mason Nix. He's the pitcher for St. Genevieve. Meyer back into the box. And the 0-2. Off speed just high. 1-2 rather. A 1-2 count to Meyer, the pitch. Oh, that one is absolutely crushed. Going back is Monroe. He'll look up and that one's gone. That was no doubt. And it's 5-1 to one on a home run by Aiden Meyer. Yeah, when he hit it, you know it was gone. The, I, I think the only question was how far over the fence that was going. And you saw the left fielder, Lance Monroe, go back and give it his best effort. But that thing was way out of here. And Aiden Meyer, who's been on base twice this time, touching all four of them and getting St. Jen on the board. Well, Monroe didn't even have to make a move back. That was not even close, and that one goes into the wooded area beyond the outfield wall and left. And this field, I, I'd say it's probably known for its homers. 305 down the line, 355 to dead center. And that'll bring up Mason Nix. And he'll chase the first pitch outside for a strike as the fastball fooled him. That's just the second hit of the day for St. Genevieve, the first for Aiden Meyer, and it's a big fly. That's also the first runner for St. Genevieve to touch third base. Leo one, up the middle, leaping is the second baseman. Dunlop comes away with it. Two away. Yeah, that uh, ball that was hit out of there by Meyer, you kind of knew it was going to go when he hit it. Uh, unlike last week when we were watching uh, West County play St. Gen in softball, and the first line drive home run, I, it was the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. Sean Malone and I were both talking about it on the air. Just a line drive by Gracie Wright that looked like a double up the gap, and it was into the parking lot before you knew it. Kind of had a life of its own once it got to the outfield. Those home runs 
Although all home runs are exciting for Bench Mafia, I was a part of a bench mob as when I was with North County High School. Ooh, and the taking a hard foul ball off the side of the mask is John Barnett, the home plate umpire, and the counts one ball, one strike to Wyatt Springcamper. Sometimes those... Okay, I, I will say this. The home runs that are no doubt are fun. Sometimes those ones where you have to wait and you're like, oh, 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 and then it gets over, even more fun, especially that crowd at home plate that... You'll see in the 1-1 one, one, in there for a strike, 1-2 and two off-speed pitch, froze spring camper. Well, Gracie hit the ball on a line. I mean, absolutely straight towards center field. And you could see it was tailing away from the center fielder, so we're both thinking double. This one, a slow roller to the shortstop. Rawson coming in, corrals it quickly to first, and they got the speedy spring camper. And that'll do it for the top of the third inning. One run, though, on one hit, a big fly by Aiden Meyer, and it's 5-1 to one West County, and it'll be Carter Reed, Ty Harlow, and Lance Monroe do up for the Bulldogs when we come back. 5-1 Bulldogs leading the Dragons on KFMO. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, or dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Carter Reed, Ty Harlow, Lance Monroe all do up for West County. Reed 0 for 1, he popped out to the right fielder in the first, takes... Ball one on the outside part of the plate. Ty Harlow awaits on deck. He struck out looking in the first inning. And Lance Monroe reached on an error. And this is going to be a leadoff single for Carter Reed as he just sends it to left field on a hop played by Meyer, the left fielder. And with that, a leadoff base runner for the third straight inning for the Bulldogs as they lead 5-1. I was talking about Gracie Wright's home run last inning. When she hit the ball, it went straight to center field, and it looked like a line drive the center fielder may have an option to play, but the ball was tailing away. And I think both myself and Sean Malone thought that is a double up the gap that was going to hit one of the signs on the wall there. West County playing small ball, and Mike McDaniel in the St. Genevieve dugout not happy with that foul ball call. As the catcher peers in, the catcher is Alex Fleeman. Bunt was shown by Harlow. He put it down and hopped in front of the plate and then was played by the catcher. The umpire called it foul. He's still asking questions about it, but uh, I think he got a good enough explanation or at least he just realized there's no point in arguing about it. So it is an 0-1 count. Let's see if the bunt's on again. Bunt is shown. It's put down. It's a good one. 
And uh oh, Aiden Meyer. No, he just or not Aiden Meyer. Rather, Mason Nix came off the hill to the first base side. The bunt was down the third base side. Schweigert made the play and got Harlow out on a sack bunt. I thought Mason Nix was in a bit of trouble as he just went face first down on the ground. That was just to avoid the throw, though. He fooled me. Did the kind of look a little scary there for a second as he did go down face first? You think, well, okay, wait a minute, is he okay? But uh, he's back up. Everything good with him. Lance Monroe stands in. He's 0 for 1. He scored back in the second after reaching on the error. The first pitch to him. That one's going to scoop by the catcher and get to the backstop, and it'll be a pass ball. And that'll move up Carter Reed. Carter Reed is uh, started this inning off with a single. Now he's over at third base due to a nice sacrifice, and now a ball getting past the catcher. And St. Genevieve in danger of giving up that run they just got back from West County last half inning. The 1-0 to Monroe, high for a ball, 2-0. And Mason Nix came into the inning, Glenn, with 62 pitches. This will be the seventh of the inning. And the 2-0. Outside for a ball, 3-0. It's almost tough to... They also got Brian Schwint that can throw. But do you want to use him today, or would you rather use him tomorrow in a conference matchup? The 3-0. Ooh, that one just missed high on off-speed pitch. Ball four, and Monroe works a four-pitch walk, and runners are at the corners for Trey Wright. Well, the uh, double play is in order, but that would probably score another run for the West County Bulldogs, and I'm not saying that that's why they walked that guy. I think right now Mason Nix is just trying to find his rhythm again. He had it going there for a little bit and kind of gave it up a bit. Some errors in the uh, outfield and also on the infield have hurt him, but uh, he's pitched a pretty decent game here today. He's just going to find his mechanics again. Swinging at the first pitch and grounding it to the first baseman. He'll make the turnover to second. The tag, apply, double play. A 3-6 double play is on the first pitch swing, and Trey Wright grounds out, and that'll strand the runner. Are they counting the runner? They're going to count the run over here, though. The umpires may discuss this. If they count it, it's 6-1. to one. The run has to touch. The runner has to touch the plate before the tag is applied. The home plate umpire says yes. Mike McDaniel says no. The umpires will talk it over. We'll take a break, and we will fill you in on the conversation. Currently, as it stands, 5-1 to one after 3. We head to the 4th. West County leads St. Jim. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Lead Belt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills. 
Phil Bass, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Mineral Area College in Park Hills, and the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington. So the run counts 6-1 to one West County. Mike McDaniel still conversating with the home plate umpire, and he'll jog his way down to third base as that'll send us to the Bryant Schwint in the four spot in the St. Jen lineup. He's over for one today, struck out looking, and still on the hill, Noah Sansasia, and swinging and missing at the first pitch at the knees, Bryant Schwint. Yeah, that play at the plate, it was hard for me to tell from my angle. We're right here by home plate, so it was hard to tell whether or not the ball got to first before the uh, runner got home. And uh, after both umpires discussed it, they said, yep, he, he got home first. The 0-1 is fouled back and out of play. Bryant Schwint behind 0-2. Sansa C has been getting more effective with his pitch count by the inning. 19 in the first, 16 in the second, 14 in the third. And on the third pitch coming here in an 0-2 count, Bryant Schwint has to turn away from that one. Inside nearly got plunked in the counts 1-2. and two. I'm going to finish my Gracie Wright story sometime yes, before please. the end of the night. <laughs> Those who listen to the game already know what I'm talking about, though. The one-two, that one hops off the batter's box and gets a piece of the umpire. Two balls, two strikes. Go ahead and finish that, Glenn. Here's a good place to do it. What happened on that ball that was hit the left center field, which looked like it was hit right at the center fielder, actually was down low, and it was almost like it got a little air underneath it when it got to the outfield, and it snuck over the fence, and we were all like, what in the heck just happened there? The 2-2 looked a little bit outside, called strike three, and the St. Jen faithful behind us not happy with that one. You can hear the oohs and ahs, and that's strikeout number four on the game for Noah Sansasi. Strikeout count courtesy of Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for your routine exams and anything regarding your eye health since 1966. And Isaiah Bosler chases a fastball high for strike one. Now St. Jen's helping out uh, the starting pitcher, Sansasi, right now by going after some pitches out of the strike zone. They need to be a little bit more under control. The 0-1 in the dirt for a ball, and that's something we haven't seen from the West County hitters as much. Yeah, you've seen some... Some batters, especially Caden Merrill, fouling off a pitch that was not a strike at all, but he was able to turn on it and connect. St. Jim, they're just swinging at pitches that are way out of the zone, and there's another one as the 1-1 pitch is high to Bosler at his eyes, and he swings through it, 1-2. and two. Schwint and Bosler struck out back-to-back in the first and start of the second. The 1-2, and they'll do it again here in the fourth. Strikeout number five and out number two. This is the first strikeout of the game for Noah Sansasi. That was swinging. And that'll bring him Luke Ferranto. And they are through five at the Park Hill Sports Complex. Central still leading Poplar Bluff 2-0. And the first pitch to Ferranto low for a ball. Early on, Luke was the first batter to reach and actually, well, actually to get down to second base as he got down there on a balk. Later on, St. Jen would score on a home run by uh, Aiden Meyer, but that's about the only runners they've had in this game. A walk by uh, Aiden Meyer early on in the game put him on first base, and he made it down to second base in time to uh, be forced at second, so he didn't quite make it all the way down there. The 2-0. Right down the middle called strike number one, two and one. And, yeah, the you look at the base runner situation for St. Genevieve, 
Not a whole lot. They stranded one in the first and one in the second. They did get three runners aboard in the first, but two of them were out on fielder's choice and one was stranded as popping this one up high is Ferranto. It'll be a tough play for anybody to make it. The shortstop going back and he can't get to it. And that'll be a single with two outs for Luke Ferranto. And that's a ball I think probably belongs to the left fielder, but I'm not sure that he could get there in time because it was hit high in the air, but it was drifting away from the left fielder, kind of in no man's land between the shortstop third baseman and the left fielder. And uh, Lance Monroe came in and at the last minute gave away to Nolan Rawson, who just couldn't put it away over his shoulder. And Ethan Ottens will stand any struck out looking. And, oh, they score that an error, Glenn. I am not scoring that an error. That's a tough play to make. First pitch fouled off by Ottens, 0-1. I think the reason that uh, they're looking at it from that standpoint, possibly coming from the idea that, oh, they should have probably had that one. But, no, that's a ball that's it's, it's hit high, and you got a left fielder playing deep. He's coming a long way to get there. The shortstop's going a long way to get there, and the ball is drifting towards the foul line, so that's taking it away from you. The 0-1 swung at and missed 0-2 to Ottens. So you give me a major league score that'll score that an error, and I'll give you a surprise look. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'm going to give it a single simply because of the degree of difficulty in catching that ball. 0-2 count. Sonsisi set the pitch high and outside, ball one. It is Ethan Ottens batting. He struck out looking in the second. He's the second baseman for the Dragons. That's a tough ruling. You get that across the high school side, though. The 1-2. At the knees, taken for a ball. Two balls, two strikes, with a runner at first and two outs. We see some uh, head shakers in uh, Major League Baseball from yes. time to time, too. Yes, that is true. Ground balls hit right to somebody. Oh, that's a base hit. Wait a minute. 2-2, called strike three. Ottens thought it was inside, lifted up the arms, and home play umpire John Burnett punches him out. 6-1, to one, we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. West County leading St. Genevieve on KFMO. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kennan at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart. Think Car Smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Hudson Dunlop leads things off for West County, and on the first pitch he pops out. The second baseman Ottens, one away. 
And that'll bring up Caden Merrill as we check the out-of-town scoreboard from Potosi as the Trojans of the baseball side trail DeSoto after three innings, 12-2. And on the softball side, Potosi trails Scott City 4-2. And the first pitch to Merrill, and he'll ground this one, foul to Bobby Simile, and that'll be an error on Simile. Yep. We'll score that one. Simile should have had that one all the way. Oh, one count to Merrill. Mineral area overhead door brings you that out-of-town scoreboard check as the 0-1 is inside and low for a ball. One ball, one strike. Mineral area overhead door at 1020 Woodlawn drives just north of Farmington. Installs entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems, and more. For a full list of services, visit mineralareador.com. The 1-1 pitch high for ball two. Caden Merrill has made a living here today off of walking. He has not, uh, he's not chased anything out of the strike zone. The 2-1, 3-1, as that one misses high and away, and Merrill in danger of walking for the third time in three plate appearances. Ought to just walk up there with no bat. The 3-1 from Nix. This one's poked towards the right fielder in the air. Schwent to his right, comes underneath it, and makes the catch. And that'll be out number two. Well, see, that's what happens when you swing. Just might as well put it on your shoulder and leave it alone. Now, Cade Merrill did get some uh, good uh, wood, so to speak, on that ball, some good aluminum, I guess, and uh, hit it to the opposite field, but uh, Schwent was right there to get it. Going to bring up Julian Tebow, one for one today with an RBI. And Nick's from the windup, the pitch. Ooh, he will rip this one foul down the third baseline. Had that one stayed fair, that would have been extra bases and maybe a triple. I don't know, though. It was hit pretty hard. If the left fielder Meyer could have got to it in time, it could have held him to a single. An 0-1 count now to Tebow. And the pitch for Nix nearly to the backstop. Fleeman had to come out of the crouch and keep it at the plate. One ball, one strike. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. West County leads 6-1. to one. Off-speed pitch, turning on it is Tebow, popping it up to Meyer. He'll settle underneath it, and look at that. Our first one, two, three inning of the contest, and we head to the fifth inning. Six to one is the score. West County sat down in order. It'll be 8-9-1, due up for the Dragons, trailing by five on KFMO. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted best body shop in the parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. 
Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance, so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. To the fifth inning, and St. Genevieve trailing 6-1. to one. It's Justin Schweigert, Wyatt Kemper, and Aiden Meyer do up as Schweigert has ahead two balls, no strikes, and still on the hill for West County, Noah Sansasi, as he needed 18 pitches to get through the fourth, coming into the inning at 67, and that is pitch number 70 for 3-0 and count. As it missed low. Let's see if the green light's on for Schweigert and a five-run differential. It's not, but that is ball four. As it misses high, and Wyatt Kemper will come up. He popped out in the third inning. First baseman, number 34, Wyatt Kemper. Well, we talked about it with uh, the other side with Knicks. You don't want to put guys down at the bottom of the order on because when you get those guys on, that's a possibility of bringing it to the top of the uh, order with a uh, few outs and also people on base. Kemper leans out of the way of a strike on the inside part of the plate. He's behind 0-1-1 with the runner at first. So far today, no double plays turned by West County. They have attempted a couple back in the first inning. Haven't had the chance to, though, since then. The 0-1. This one's crushed. And a bat flip as that one's not going to stay in the yard. It's gone! Wyatt Kemper knew it was gone and just bat flipped to celebrate it, and that's going to make it a 6-3 to three game. See? I, I wasn't as sure as you were when the ball was hit, but I thought that's going to go a long ways. And, well, Wyatt Kemper knew it was gone, so he did a little backflip and uh, tossed it down the first baseline, or down to the third baseline, rather. And uh, now it's a little bit closer for a ball game. 6-3 to three is the score as two runs will cross on that one, two RBIs for Kemper. How big would that have uh, that inning been back in the bottom of the fourth where that run was counted at home on that double play? Could be looking at a 5-3 game instead. And that will send us to the top of the order for Aiden Meyer, who's already homered in this game back in the third. And, Glenn, I wasn't sure if that one was going to be gone until Kemper just – now that's a bat flip for the ages <laughs> right there. The 1-0, just below the knees, ball two. And that bat flip easily had, I wouldn't say 720, but almost 720 degrees of spin, the 2-0. This one's ripped down the left field line, but that one just hooks foul, 2-1. Well, for the old-timers, it wasn't Tom Lawless, if you know who that guy was. But uh, it was a bat flip, and it was a good bat flip, and, and he was very confident that it was going out of the ballpark when he flipped it. 
And uh, like I said, I, I didn't think it was right off the bat, but, man, it, it just kept on flying and got out of here. The 2-1. This one's crushed to the left center field gap. The center fielder, Spring Camper, going back. He looks up, and it's gone. Two home runs for Meyer, and it's 6-4. to four. And Bobby Simile going to come to the mound. We might have a pitching change. Aiden Meyer with two home runs and two RBI. And so far, all three batters have scored two home runs in the inning. And it's now 6-4. to four. And Bobby Simile quickly to the hill. No, bla- no bat flip on that one. But uh, he hit it hard. And this time, he really crushed it because that was to the left center field. They got some players out there looking for it because they're starting to run out of baseballs again. So a couple of them out there looking in the uh, bushes for those. But that ball was crushed. That one obviously has no doubt if it's down the left field line. That one was hit, Glenn, to the deepest part of the park and got out. Out there in left center field, and the meeting is adjourned. And that'll bring up Mason Nix. Well, the difference in this ballgame, again, two runs. One of those runs, kind of a controversial run that scored on a double play. And uh, St. Jen's coach, the uh, head coach, Mike McDaniel, thought maybe that that double play was turned before that run scored, but both umpires agreed the run did score. So that is a big run out there as well. Nick's ahead 1-0 as the pitch from Sansa. He misses outside. Came into the inning at 67 pitches. This will be pitch number 78 of the game. And it's a pitch high for a ball, 2-0. As it seems, St. Genevieve hitters have changed their approach, not swinging at anything above the hands. Obviously, that's what you want to come to bat with anyways, but the 2-0 fouled off by Nix and off the catcher, 2-1. But whenever you get in there and you can see it better, I don't know what's changed for them, if the approach has changed or if they're taken until they hear a strike. A 2-1 count as Nix... Back to the box, and Sansa see back to the rubber. But they've been seeing something from Sansa see this inning, the 2-1. High to the backstop for a ball, and quickly off the brick, and almost back to Sansa see 3-1. Well, in that game between St. Genevieve and Sankston that we saw earlier this year, Aiden Meyer had a two-RBI homer in that one. The 3-1 pitch. High for ball four, and Mason Nix keeps the train going with a walk. And Wyatt Springcaper will stand in with the runner at first. I'm looking at the St. Jen schedule, and of their 11 losses on this season, seven of them have come from uh, two or less runs. So you've had a couple of uh, one-run losses, a couple of two-run losses. They have not been out of uh, some games. Now they have had some struggles against some really good teams uh, against Jackson, North County, also uh, losing to Hillsborough as well, and then kind of gone into a uh, real negative um, part of the uh, schedule against Festus and Farmington, but then came back against Fredericktown and really laid that on them 19-9 in their last time out. Spring Camper lays off the curveball outside. He's ahead one ball, no strikes, and a lefty-lefty battle here in the fifth inning, 6-4, to four, as St. Genevieve so far has scored three runs. With the runner at first, there's nobody out. Coming set, Sansasi. The 1-0 pitch. Ooh, Spring Camper just behind that fastball, 1-1. One one. He wanted that one back. That was a meaty-looking fastball. It looked like it was uh, very hittable, but he just swung right through it. 
Nobody working in the St. Genevieve bullpen at the moment. And a 1-1 count, the pitch at the knees, but swinging out in front of that one, Spring Camper 1-2. and two. Pitch had a little bit of a dive on it. It uh, looked like it was coming in off the outside corner, but like you said, it was uh, outside by the time that uh, Spring Camper took a swing at it. It's a 1-2 count. Sonsisi set the pitch. That one's going to skip to the plate and a good block by the catcher and quickly getting back to first base, Grant Williams, the courtesy runner for Mason Nix in the county events at two balls, two strikes. Yeah, that uh, was a great play there by the catcher, Julian Tebow. He got down, blocked it, did a textbook block, and kept that runner over at first base. Two and two count. The pitch from Sonsisi. This one's high, but chasing it, Spring Camper swings and misses, and that's strikeout number seven for Sonsisi. And out number one. And Brian Schwent will come to bat. I think uh, Spring Camper will go back to the dugout and say, what am I doing? Because all three of those pitches he swung and missed on were pretty close to being uh, pretty hittable. He just swung right through them. I think he was a little early on one, and uh, the other one a little bit too far outside as it went away. Bunt shown, pulled back on a pitch in the dirt, and another good block by Tebow as the runner gets back to first, and the counts want to know to Schwent as he pulled it back in time. And a week of late baseball on B104.3, the Cardinals in San Francisco. They were in Seattle over the weekend, and they're in L.A. next weekend, the 1-0 pitch. That one's to the backstop. That'll be a pass ball, and that'll allow Williams to move up to second. And the count's 2-0. Well, that one went down in the dirt. He tried to get over and block it, but instead it kicked off of his left shin guard. And, boy, those shin guards, as hard as they are, when a ball hits it, it just takes off. And it darted back to the uh, backstop over by the West County dugout. A 2-0 count. Sansasi comes set. And deals. Bunt shown. It's put down in front of the plate. That'll allow the runner to get to third. The tag applied by the first baseman. And Bobby Simley going to come out of the dugout. He thinks that got a piece of him out of the box. Or if he's in the box, it's a foul ball. The umpire is going to talk it over as Kyle Marler tells John Barnett to come on out here to the mound and let's talk it over. If he if that hit him out of the box, he's out. Right. If it hit him in the box, it's a foul ball. And the second base umpire, he came in from uh, out of his position talking, and they're going to call him out. And that will move the runner back to second base. It Se- did get him out of the box. Second base umpire, whenever Simile came out of the dugout, second base umpire was already walking towards the home plate umpire, and the home plate umpire looked up for help, and he said, come here, man, I want to show you, or I wanted to tell you something. So apparently second base umpire saw it right away, and uh, the uh, home plate umpire shielded by the catcher so what happens is, is the runner goes back to second, and the runner that was on first base is now out. And now Mike McDaniel asking the home plate umpire if he was in the box, and he says, no, he was not, sir. So McDaniel back to the coach's box, and coming up to bat, Isaiah Bosler. Oh, no, we we have a pinch hitter. They're going to sacrifice the DH, and it'll be the catch, Fleeman. And he'll swing through the first pitch for a strike. Bosler was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. And Bosler stands in with two outs and runner at second. Behind 0-1, Sansa C comes set. The 0-1, off speed, check swing. He did not go as that one was in the dirt. And Fleeman evens the count, one ball, one strike. Breeze picking up a little bit, kind of blowing from left to right now, feels like anyway. Maybe towards the first baseline anyway. 
I don't know if it will affect any uh, fly balls or anything of that nature yet. It's uh, still a pretty calm day. But things are cooling down. Sun's coming down just a bit. Things are uh, changing. Could uh, affect a few of the uh, conditions of this game. Sansa Sissette, the 1-1. On the ground on two hops to the shortstop, Ross, and he'll fire it across the diamond to the first baseman, Reed. He'll scoop it, and that'll do it for the fifth inning. But St. Genevieve attacks with three runs on two hits. Both homers, Kemper and Meyer, go back-to-back. It's 6-4 to four West County to the bottom of the fifth on KFMO. Congratulations. You're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Hi folks, John Robinson here, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500 plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them. Half tons, three quarters, and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it. Diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. 6-4 to four after the three spot by St. Genevieve in the top of the fifth inning. We're in the bottom of it, and it's Nolan Ross and Jackson Campbell. Carter Reed due up for West County as Mason Nix has settled in. And... Works into the fifth inning. First pitch, ground ball off the second baseman. Plenty of time. He'll get it to first and a good stretch. They got him. What a play. Wyatt Kemper and Ethan Ottens to stay with it over there at second base. After an out hop, put it off his chest and behind him. He looked up, knew he had plenty of time, turned around, picked it up, and threw it at first. So he scored that 4-4-3. <laughs> yeah, like he said, he uh, had a ball hit right at him. He uh, got to it, but uh, he couldn't quite field it cleanly. Knocked it down, picked it up, took his time, and made a good throw. And a great job by the first baseman to kind of dig it out just a bit. Jackson Campbell on the second pitch grounds it on two hops to the shortstop. Ferranto to Kemper and two pitches, two outs. That's what you want if you're the St. Genevieve Dragons. You've just come out and put a three spot on the board. You're back into this ball game. You're only down by two right now. And you come out and throw two pitches, get two outs, and it's like, okay, one more pitch or one more batter at least, and we're out of this inning and ready to bat again. I mentioned in the third inning that Mason Nix, as the first pitch is taken, and there was no chance that Reed was swinging at it, and the off-speed pitch just missed. 1-0. I don't know where that one missed. One must have been a little bit low. Either way, Nix threw 29 in the first, 33 in the second, 9 in the third, and 9 in the fourth, and now a curveball drops in there 
one and one as Reed lays off of it. And that was just the fourth pitch of the inning. The one one outside ball two. How big would three straight sub ten pitch innings be for that start that was at sixty two pitches after two innings? The two one. This one is going to get down for a hit over the third baseman's head as Schweigert was playing a little bit in, and that'll be a two-out single for Carter Reed. There's that wee Willie Keeler thing I talked about. Hit him where they ain't as he just hit it just over the third baseman's head, <clears throat> who was playing in just a bit. Otherwise, if he'd have been playing in a normal position, he might have got to it, but it just got up over his head, landed on the infield dirt for a single. Ty Harlow stands in. He's 0 for 1 today. Struck out in the first. Again, sack bunt in the third. With two outs and runner on. Let's see what he does here. He's swinging, but he takes strike one at the knees. Lance Monroe awaits on deck if we can get there. The lefty Knicks comes set. The 0-1. This one's driven to the right center field gap. The center fielder coming in. He'll slide, and that'll get past him. The right fielder, Schwinn, going to have to go get it. And Spring Camper couldn't control it. We're going to have a relay to the plate, the throw. No, they go to third and leaping. And that one gets to the fence. As diving in safely was Ty Harlow with an RBI triple. Well, first of all, Ty Harlow did a great job that time waiting on an off-speed pitch to break across the plate, and he just laid back enough that he hit it and hit it pretty hard. The center fielder came running in to try to make the catch, and it was a do-or-die thing by Spring Camper, and he died because that ball got past him, went to the wall, and the runner scored all the way from first base, and with that ball getting over the third baseman's head, had it been a little bit further up the third baseline, it might have scored the runner from third as well. We'll have a pinch runner. It'll be Hunter Minton. That'll likely signal that Ty Harlow might be coming into pitch next inning. And, yeah, he's going to the bullpen. An RBI triple does get a run back of the three that were allowed in the fifth. It's now a 7-4 to four ball game as Lance Monroe bats, and he takes the pitch outside for a ball. Spring Kemper was just trying to get to it to knock it down if he could. He kind of took a little bit of a dive to go after it, and it just got up over his glove. Once that happened, it was all she wrote. The 1-0 finds the bucket with the curveball. One ball, one strike. That was pitch number 10 of the inning. And here comes pitch number 11 and pitch 91 on the day. A curveball again in the dirt on the inside part of the plate. Ball two. Monroe on the day reached on an error and scored in the second and walked in the third and was doubled up. And the 1-0 pitch fouled off to the netting. Two balls, two strikes. And you look at the uh, mound out there, and there is a mighty hole where the plant foot is for both of these pitchers. That's at least three inches deep. You'd have standing water in it if it rained. 2-2 with two outs and a runner at third. The pitch high for ball three. And you would think that both pitchers having that hole out in front and both of them landing in that hole would be low in the strike zone most of the day. And they've had a lot of pitches that were up in the strike zone. The 3-2. 
Strike three called, and slamming the bat down is Monroe, and he is not happy, and that'll end the fifth inning. Seven to four, West County does get a run back as we head to the sixth. The Bulldogs leading the Dragons on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs from Ford to Volkswagen and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear to clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home with a lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at sism4.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. We'll let home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. To the sixth inning. Ty Harlow on the mound as he's the new pitcher for the Bulldogs. And batting up against him, Luke Ferranto is a righty on the hill for West County, and the count is 2-0. and We'll get you that final line score momentarily on Sansasi. As the 2-0 pitch from Harlow just misses 3-0. and The final line score is the 3-0 is in there for a strike. Just at the knees, 3-1. and Toronto's been on base a couple of times and walked early in the game. Got the second on a balk. And he'll work in a walk here. Now 2-for-2 two two with the walk for Ferranto. As that'll bring up Ethan Ottens, who struck out twice today. The final line score for Sansasi, he went five innings, 93 pitches, four runs, all earned on five hits, seven strikeouts, and two walks. As Ottens will take one to the dirt, and that'll be a pass ball as the third on the second will not be in time, and Ferranto moves up. And a 1-0 count. I beg your pardon, that's a wild pitch. Yeah, I was going to say, that. that's a little tough scoring on your half there. <laughs> That ball uh, hit the ground right in front of the uh, dirt, and it just stayed down and rolled all the way to the backstop. So a 1-0 count to Ottens with the runner now in scoring position, trailing by three, and that one scoots away from the catcher, and that'll move up as Ferranto now on two pitches, and a 2-0 count is at third base, and Bobby Simley will come out and talk things over with his infield. 
Well, he wants to talk it over and to kind of, I think, also settle down Ty Harlow, who just came into the ball game and after giving up that uh, walk, he's thrown a couple in the dirt. One of them really short, the other one right at the uh, foot of the catcher. So he's wanting to find out, uh, hey, you okay? Are you loose? Everything like uh, it should be? And he's kind of talking to uh, Ty Harlow at this point with the infield listening in. Well, he did not have much time to warm up in the bullpen down the first base side as he was that batter with two outs that tripled and scored a run. He was quickly subbed out and had just six pitches to get warm up, warmed up in the bullpen before his warm-up tosses coming into the game. And he did not use many. Usually between innings, they'll give you as many as you need or at least a reasonable amount. Right. And I think maybe he's just trying to trying to feel it, trying to get himself uh, warmed up, get out there and then... Get his rhythm going. Also kind of interesting to watch. I haven't looked yet to see where he's landing as well. The 2-0 in there for a strike, and Glennie's landing just, if you're looking at it our way, to the left, uh, of or to the right, rather, of the hole as the 2-1 finds the zone again on the outside part of the plate, 2-2. Two and two. And it looks like he kind of did a little job before pitching to fill it in as... The home plate umpire calls time. Oh, they got to re- rewrite the batter's box there with the handle of the bat. As so many players have come to bat and kicked away that line that you can't even see it. The 2-2 popped up on the infield. Coming in is the second baseman Dunlop. He'll set under, settle underneath it, rather, and put it away. And there's one out. And Justin Schweigert, who walked last inning to start the onslaught of runners scoring will stand in. Yeah, that was kind of a, uh, it's the first time I've seen that happen in a long time. We used to see it in Major League Baseball quite a bit. Guys would kick that white uh, stripe out and stand back as far as they possibly could in the old days anyway. They don't do it much anymore. And if they do, they don't correct them much. <laughs> <laughs> first pitch to Schweigert for a ball. Second one, he's reaching for it and fouls it off. One and one. Schweigert 0-for-1, struck out in the second, walked in the fifth, was scored on the two-run homer by Wyatt Kemper in that fifth inning. And Wyatt Kemper awaits on deck with one out. The 1-1 pitch. Schweigert pops this one up, and fouling out of play behind us. One and two. I was going to call for it if it came our way, but uh, just a little bit behind us. Well, Glenn, I would have called you off, so I would have made the catch. Yeah, it's actually your play, but, you know. (laughs) The 1-2 on the ground to the third baseman, Caden Merrill with it. He'll fire it across the diamond, and that'll put away Justin Schweigert. And a good job by Merrill to control it and keep the runner, Ferranto, at third base. And Ferranto did a good job, too, because he's kind of in no man's land over there. If he takes off when that ball is hit, he's probably a dead duck at home play because Caden Merrill played it very well. Instead, Ferranto was about uh, right outside the uh, the dirt area as the pitch is outside for a ball. And he was outside uh, the dirt area just a bit. And uh, he just started going back into third base in foul territory to make sure he couldn't be tagged. Kemper with the heavy hack fouls it off one and one. And, yes, the field here beyond the, uh, I guess, about four feet or five feet in front of the third base bag, maybe even six feet, it looks like a normal baseball field. you got the circle, the dish, you can call it at home plate, the mound. But the baselines between first and third and home, as Kemper way out in front of the off-speed pitch swings at one in the dirt, one and two, 
into grass here. And the umpire going to brush off home plate with a 1-2 count and two outs in the inning. Well, mid-statement, I got distracted by the second base umpire. He was talking to the center fielder, Jackson Campbell, who was telling him to move one side or the other because he was blocking his view. And he was kind of like, which way am I going? And I was trying to figure out what they were talking about, but I figured it out. The 1-2 and a good eye by Kemper lays off of that pitch in the dirt on the off-speed style. And it's two balls, two strikes with two outs. And the runner at third base still is Luke Ferranto. Kind of looked like they were dancing out there or something. I'm not sure what was going on. The 2-2. This one fouled off and staying alive, Wyatt Kemper. Wyatt Kemper, his last time up, big two-run homer and a bat flip to go with it. And a 2-2 count. Let's see if he has something here. And the 2-2 pitch. That one's high, and the count runs full. A good at-bat by Wyatt Kemper. He was on the second pitch that he homered back in the fifth inning. The payoff pitch with two outs. This one's crushed again. Going back is Campbell, the center fielder, but he'll settle underneath it to the deepest part of the park, and he'll put it away. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. West County still with the advantage, 7-4 to four on KFMO. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, or dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Well, at the bottom of the sixth inning, it is still Mason Nix pitching, but he only has ten pitches available left before he has to be taken out because of the pitch count rules as he's currently sitting at 95, and Trey Wright leads things off. He's 0 for 2. He'll be followed by Hudson Dunlop and Caden Merrill for West County, who leads 7 to 4. There is a pitcher throwing in the pin for St. Genevieve down the third base line, but I don't have a license plate yet as of who it is. First pitch to Trey Wright. He'll take an off-speed pitch down the middle for a strike. We can see who the catcher is. We can't see who the pitcher is down there the catcher in the bullpen that is Isaiah Bosler the DH today for St. Jenner who was the DH before Alex Freeman came up in the fifth and the 0-1 high for a ball one and one 
That was a big run. St. Jen left out there at third base in that inning. The 1-1 misses high. Trey Wright has to duck. And the count now 2-1. and one. And That one especially, yes. The only runner stranded at third base so far on the day for St. Jim. They've stranded five runners. As the 2-1 is just whiffed at and missed by Trey Wright. Just underneath that fastball on the inside part of the plate. And the count is two balls, two strikes. You know, that was a leadoff walk and then two wild pitches back-to-back. And you got a runner at third and nobody out, and you did not get him home. The 2-2 off speed. This one's on a hop to the second baseman. Plays it well. Ottens over to first, and that'll retire Trey Wright. And we're back to the top of the order for the fourth time in the West County lineup. It'll be Hudson Dunlop. He's two for two today. Singled twice with an RBI in the second and scored, or two for three, rather. Dunlop is. He'll bat here in the sixth with one out. Pitch at the letters call to strike. It'll be easy. It would be easy to pick a player of the game for St. Jen. Wesley, it's going to be a little bit more difficult if we do that uh, at the end of the game. The 0-1 at the knees and in the outside part of the plate called strike number two. Looking at Hudson Dunlap, as you talked about, already... uh, been on base twice, scored two runs. The 1-1, this one's in the air to center field and slicing to the right center field gap. Long run for the center fielder. Spring Camper dives and makes the catch. Put an asterisk next to that one. That's out number two, and it could be huge. That would have been extra bases. That could have been extra bases. It could have uh, solidified maybe Hudson Dunlap being our player of the game or got him in the running anyway. But what a nice catch by Wyatt Springkemper as he got over there. Didn't think he was going to get to it, but he laid out and took it down. And Caden Merrill will be the last batter that Mason Nix will face as that one's called a strike on the curveball that finds the zone. The 0-1. Ball two, or ball one, rather. That one's in the dirt and inside. This will be pitch number 106 by my count. The 1-1. One, one. That one's nearly to the backstop, 2-1-1. One, one. Either way, if he uh, if this is his last batter, if he gets out of this inning, either way, that hole in uh, the pitcher's mound probably going to get filled up again. The 2-1. Off-speed pitch, and it found the zone 2-2, two and two, and what a beautiful spot to use that one as Cade Merrill just fooled and dropped the bat before it even got to the plate. Nix shakes off the first sign he sees, the 2-2 two, two with two outs outside, and the count runs full. One thing about Caden Merrill, he is not going to swing at pitches unless they're close because he has walked twice here today, scored one run, his last time up hit the ball pretty hard, but he flew out to right field. The payoff pitch popped up on the infield. Beyond the dirt is Ottens. He'll settle underneath it. Now back up a more and can't make the play. And Merrill will reach. That'll be an error on the second baseman, Ottens, who settled underneath it. And instead of getting out of the inning for Mason Nix, he'll have to come out of the game. And he'll go five and two-thirds. Here comes Mike McDaniel to take him out of the ball game. And like you said, that ball was popped up. Looked like the 
easy uh, third out, but uh, that time the second baseman Ottens drifted out. He went to his right, went to his left, and then you could kind of see that look in his eye like he couldn't t- quite get underneath it, and it fell and hit the uh, ground. That is an error, unlike the one that we saw earlier, which was called an error, which actually was a little bit different story. And so Mason Nix will head out to the outfield, and our new pitcher coming in from center field, it'll be Wyatt Spring Camper. So the pitcher that was warming up in the bullpen, well, that had nothing to do with who's coming in to pitch. The final line score on Mason Nix will get that momentarily. We'll go ahead and step aside for a short break, come back and get those numbers to you. Seven to four, we're in the sixth inning with two outs, and St. Genevieve trailing West County, who's up at the plate on KFMO. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. 7-4 is the score. West County leads St. Genevieve, the new pitcher warming up Wyatt Spring Camper, the final line score for Mason Nix. He goes five and two-thirds. He's still in responsible for that runner at first base that is Caden Merrill, but he allows seven runs on six hits, struck out two, walked three, and hit a batter. And Wyatt Spring Camper, the righty, still getting his warm-up tosses in. It'll be Julian Tebow, the first batter that Spring Camper faces, and if St. Genevieve doesn't get any runs in the seventh inning, this could be the only batter that Spring Camper faces. As they'll have three outs to get a run across, to get three runs across to send it to a bottom of the seventh inning or four runs to try and win it in the bottom of the seventh. And it'll be one, two, three to up. Aiden Meyer, Mason Nix, and Wyatt Spring Camper. As Aiden Meyer shifts over to center field. And Mason Nix will settle in left. And here we go. Julian Tebow in. Life of a high school pitcher. You don't have a chance to go sit on the bench and think about your uh, day. You go out in the outfield and start thinking about the next hitter who's coming to the plate because you're going to be uh, hoping he doesn't hit it your way. You'd like to get a little chance to sit down in a few moments, but you got to be out there by yourself thinking about it. Tebow grounds this one on a hop to the third baseman. One pitch and out number three. And a good stretch by Wyatt Kemper. 
and that'll send us to the seventh inning. Julian Tebow grounds out. West County strands a runner. No runs, no hits. One error in the inning. And with three outs, the Bulldogs could defeat the Dragons. They lead 7-4. to four. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock, offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. Where buying a car isn't rocket science. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd and Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Seventh inning, three outs remain for St. Genevieve to score at least three runs. Aiden Meyer leads things off. He's behind 0-1-1 and lays off the off-speed pitch. That swipes through the dirt. One ball, one strike. He'll be followed by Mason Nix and then Wyatt Springcamper. The 1-1 on the ground, but foul to the St. Jen dugout. One ball is two strikes. That uh, song playing in the background there, Center Field by John Fogarty. Used to sing that in a band here locally and uh, got to a point where every time I sang it, that was done for the night. <laughs> I mean, I could sing it, but, you know, at the end of that song, it's like, okay, guys, I'm done. The 1-2, that one skips to the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Aiden Meyer He's two for two today, walked in the first, homer in the third, homer in the fifth. He was the second of a back-to-back with Wyatt Kemper back in the fifth. He'll send this one right back up the middle, off the pitcher, and then played by the second baseman. The throw over to first, they got him. Good play by Hudson Dunlap to stick with that one as Ty Harlow got a piece of it. Yeah, that ball off the bat looked like it was up the middle for a base hit. I was about ready to write down his third hit of the game, but instead... Nice play that time by Hudson Dunlap to get to it, plant his feet, throw it firmly, and uh, nailed him by about a step. Mason Nix will stand in now. He's 0 for 2, reaching a fielder's choice in the first, lined out hard to the second baseman in the third and walked in the fifth. He'll take a pitch high for a ball, as that one was nearly to the backstop. On deck, Wyatt Springcamper, he's a lefty. As 
Next takes one on the outside part of the plate for strike one. And the count's even at a ball and a strike. Nix has been up four times today as he swings and fouls that one back for a one-ball, two-strike count now. He uh, actually reached on the fielder's choice his first time up. He lined out to the second baseman, reached on a base on balls in the fifth, and right now he has a 1-2 count. The 1-2 popped up to center field. Campbell going back. He'll settle underneath it as he's backpedaling, and he'll put it away. Out number two, and Wyatt Springcamper, the final hope for the St. Genevieve Dragons. I'll tell you what, a couple of balls that have been hit to center field today looked like they were giving some trouble to Jackson Campbell, but uh, he did a great job of getting back on both of those, that one there and the one in the previous inning, to get back and catch it right at the base of the wall. So a couple of long fly balls, but no damage done. On deck, if we get there, Bryant Schwentz, spring camper, 0 for 4 today, or 0 for 3, rather, trying not to go 0 for 4, and he lays off the first pitch high and outside for a ball. If he goes 0 for 4, he's going to blame you. He might. The 1-0. Just misses below the knees, 2-0. The 2-0 pitch. This one, and that'll break the 0 for 3 as... Spring Camper sends that one into right field, and it gets past the right fielder. Spring Camper on his horse. He's going to head into second base and dive safely as he'll be at second. Glenn, do we rule that a single and an error on the uh, right fielder? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be a single and an E9 because the right fielder went over to pick it up and just uh, ran past it a little bit. So that's going to wind up letting the runner reach second base. Like we've talked about before, these are important runs, but so important now because St. Genevieve down to their last out. And the pitch high to Bryant Schwent for a ball. So that'll be the first error by West County. And it comes here in the seventh inning. And the 1-0 right down the middle for a strike. Ty Harlow going for the two-inning save. And a three-run game. He comes set and deals the 1-1. This one poked to right field. If it stays fair, it'll be trouble. Just foul. One and two. Ball was just tailing away from the right fielder. You could see him panicking as he was going after it, but he just kept tailing and tailing and landed about two feet foul down that right field line. Alex Freeman, uh, Fleeman rather, awaits on deck if we can get there. Bryant Schwent is batting with St. Jen down to their final strike. The one-two high for a ball, two balls, two strikes. Not been a great day for Brian Schwint so far, so he's due. You could say the due factor is uh, in play right here. The 2-2. That one skips behind Julian Tebow and moving up on the wild pitch spring camper. As the pitch was in the dirt and the count is full to Brian Schwint, who is 0 for 3 today. Struck out looking in the first and fourth and was out on batter's interference in the fifth. The 3-2. Strike three, got him looking. That's the ball game. And a two-inning save for Ty Harlow. Noah Sansasi with the win and the loss, unfortunately, goes to Mason Nix. West County improves to 12-2 and on the season and improved the win streak to seven games. St. Genevieve falls to 4-12. and That'll wrap things up here. We'll send you back to the station for some ads and come back with the Bill Best American Family Insurance postgame show, West County 7, St. Genevieve 4 on KFMO.